Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. And today, we're going to be covering a little bit of everything. Um, in the last few months, I think there's been so many things that have happened, and I've kind of pulled back from the news because I saw that so many things were COVID for so long. So I did some other episodes in regarding to different subjects. Whether it be, um, you know, from, I don't know, jumping into ideologies with Andrew Tate uh, to different other podcasts that I've done. But I wanted to give you some aspects on the news lately, what's been happening. So let's jump into this a little bit. I wanted to get into one thing that the CDC has just, just, just uh, kind of exposed a little bit here. And a lot of people don't trust the CDC. Now, I don't either. And I think that a lot of their information that they give is more or less pretty much them kind of always uh, manipulating the information in a way that it always gives it to you so that you kind of think and move forward in a certain process, in a certain uh, direction. And the CDC just put out something And as much as you want and you try your hardest to be able to kind of push people in towards towards a certain direction, there's one thing in specific that they've done and it has put out the information in regards to um, how the youth are feeling in these last few years. And let's see. This one is in regards to teen girls who persistently felt sad or hopeless increased which has increased from 2011 to 2021 now this is what just came out now in 2011 it was 29 percent okay so think about it this is teen girls right uh teen boys who were at 29 percent in 2021 before that it was 21 percent so not so much has happened with teen boys but for the teen girls, it was from it went from 36% all the way up to 57%. So that number almost nearly increased, which is crazy. Because you see this and, you know, what's been happening from 2011 all the way to 2021, that there's been such a dramatic increase for what's been happening in our society from... The difference from boys to girls because why is it that for boys it just went up only eight percent but for girls i mean you think about that big jump that's a 21 percent jump right so you're going from 36 to 57 i mean this is a this is a big astronomical difference especially because boys only happen at eight percent that means there's something that's happening more to the girls that it's affecting the girls more than it, that it more than it's affecting the the young boys in our generation. So I think that because of this, I think it's more more than anything two different things. I think one of them is the aspect that the girls are going through a scenario where uh, they feel hopeless, uh, young boys and girls, right? Because it's it's for it to have increased as a general for boys and girls, it doesn't show a good number to feel hopeless and sad, right? Because in our modern day, what we're going through right now, everything that we're dealing with, these young boys and girls are seeing, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? They feel hopeless because they're gender pronouns or because of they're not being seen for who they are, which is a, a, a crock of garbage, really. But they look at everything and they say to themselves, if I'm not being seen and things are hopeless now, And then what about for the future? What about for what's to come in the future? You know, in the future, it's going to be um, what, you know, wars. uh, They see it as um, also for, uh, geez, what's the word I'm looking for? They see wars, they see uh, environmental, right? Global warming, the environment being destroyed. They see all of us entering into you know political division and all these things so they see today as hopelessness and they see tomorrow as hopelessness and 
I think this is also a big reason as to why so many of the young generations are looking over right now and they're saying to themselves, geez, like, you know, I don't want to go out and get a license because this is a, n- a number that Fox News just came out with also that uh, an increasing number of of young teenage boys and girls do not want to get their licenses. And that's a big sign. You say to yourself, well, Juan, why does that matter that an increasing number of teenage boys and girls don't want to get their license? Well, the reason why they don't want to get their license is because they look over and they feel hopeless. Well, what's the point of getting my license? You know, if there's global warming, there's war, there's political division in schools, there's uh, a lot of people uh, getting sick, you know, which I'm going to jump into these COVID numbers in a little bit. But, you know, they look over and they see everything that's happening with um with our society so they say to themselves okay well why want to do this why do any of this why why try to look towards a better future so we see that um right now uh we have let's see i want to jump into this one uh also the sexual behaviors which i think this has a lot to do with the increasing number of girls you see that the let's see it says the percentage of the percentage of high school students who ever had sex so this is a total of 30% okay so the percentage of students 30% of students have had sex in 2021 uh had four or more lifetime sexual partners is at a 6% we're currently is sexually active is 21%. Now this one's a crazy one because we push so much to teach our students, to teach all of the kids in high school so much about sexual education. So we're pushing this down their throats as far as the sexual education in high school and in middle school. So much about the use of condoms. So check this out. So the percentage of high school students who used a condom during the last sexual intercourse 52%. That means half of them don't use it. And I'll be honest with you, I think that number is who is com- is completely in- inflated to be honest with you. But you know, you-, you see all this and it's like why is it that so many girls are feeling like they are hopeless? Well, because who's being objectified the most? You know, and and feminism is pushing this so hard and they're not doing anything. I mean, your average feminist woman, what are they teaching, right, in, in these feminist movements? That a, a woman could be, her her body is hers and everything about her body. But if you think about this clearly, you have a 57% of all girls who feel hopeless, teenage girls that feel hopeless. Why? Because a boy looks at a girl for the body that she has. And he, this all becomes sexual relationships. It's not a relationship of love between two people in their minds. It becomes a relationship of sexual sexuality. Now, you're seeing all these posts on Instagram. So you're seeing all these different girls that are walking around thinking that they need to look a certain way. So they're watching all these Instagram models, all these people that are posting them, themselves up, which have probably most of them have never even done any type of workout you know and some of them do but some of them also get plastic surgeries that look make them look completely different so what begins to happen these girls begin to feel hopeless because they see that the boys that they love and all the boys that are around them that uh they they would probably want to fall in love with or have a relationship where they have a crush on are looking at all these different instagram models and they're seeing they are not the thing that they like So this boy that this girl likes is not the image that this boy likes. So she looks over and says, well, why why would I want to do that? Why would I want to go anywhere? Why would I want to do anything, right? When a girl, when a young teenage boy or girl wants to get their license, it's because the license is moving them somewhere. The The license helps them take their car forward into the future, right? This is a big psychological thing. And now we're having all these young kids that don't want to get their licenses. So think about this. They don't want to get their licenses because they feel like, what's the point of moving forward if I'm never going to get there? 
This is what the average girl thinks. Now remember, the boy isn't objectified as much as the girl is. The girl is more objectified because all the Instagram models, all, all this that's happening in our society, this is all on pictures and images towards the girls. This is a big, big thing. So I think this is one of the biggest reasons because our sexual behaviors have gone up. They haven't gone down. They've gone more up. So I think that's definitely a big thing. And it's interesting because in 2021, suicide is the 11th leading cause of death in the U.S. every day. Approximately 132 Americans die by suicide. That's a high number. That's a really big number. So think about this. There is one suicide death in the U.S. every 10 minutes. So every 10, better said, because it's 10.9, so it's better said every 11 minutes, someone is dying in the U.S. That's crazy to think about. That every 10 minutes, every 11 minutes, someone is, is killing themselves in the U.S. And it's also interesting because if you look over at all of the different um, numbers that have come out as far as uh, mass murder rates, all these different countries, um, as far as death goes, United States is one of the leading ones. And we're, we're, we're one of the most developed countries too, mind you at that. Now, China isn't on this on this scale and neither is Japan. They don't like to put out so much these numbers. I think Japan is actually pretty good because they tend to uh, teach more their children and their family in regards to uh, the importance of family, the importance of the, not so much the environment, but of looking after one another, right? Which is very different from taking care of the environment. If you look after one of the, uh, the uh, one another, if you look after one another, what does it do? I mean, it, it'll naturally help you always to take care of the earth, take care of the house, take care of these different things because it's for the other, loving the other, right? So this is Japan is a very big pusher on this type of mentality. So you have the United States is, is 288, right? So for uh, school shootings. So out of the 19 countries, the top 19 countries, right, in 2018, right, so United States has 288 school shootings. The next biggest one, okay, check this out, is Mexico. Okay, this is crazy because if United States is 288 and Mexico is 8, this shows you that our developed country and all this psychology that we're teaching all these different people and all the different things that we're going around and all this political ideologies and all this teaching in schools and... and, and, and all this, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, uh, gender ideology and, and safety for the child and all these things. It's a, it's a big crock of garbage, really what this is. I mean, somebody needs to take all this and stuff it down like a garbage disposal. All these mentalities. I mean, one day maybe I should go through why each one of these mentalities and these ideologies are so bad. And this is one of the podcasts that I just did. What creates ideologies? Suffering. So when you suffer, you want to make an ideology, a way of living, right? A divine reason in which we should all govern ourselves by. And you say to yourself, this is the, the way to live life so that we don't suffer no more, right? All ideologies come from suffering. Now, it's interesting because then you have the very underdeveloped countries, which are just going through their industrial revolutions, which don't have the tech uh, technologies and all these different things and uh, cell phones and tablets and computers and internet and social media, which is a bunch of garbage. This is why I don't have none of this stuff. But you have Nigeria and Pakistan at four, South Africa at six. You have Afghanistan at three, Brazil, Canada, and France, right? Which has two. But I think there's other reasons, but I won't get so much into that. But you see all this. I mean, these very underdeveloped countries, South Africa, Nigeria, and Pakistan, Nigeria and Pakistan are four. Do you understand that some of these countries, there is so much war, so much kids who learn to have guns, but yet they don't take those guns and turn them on their own students, on their own children? Do you get this? Like, the, there is an ideology. There is somebody pumping this crazy mentality into our society, 
in America. I don't know if you see this. If 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 all these ideologies would have say would save humanity, then the laws that were created by Moses would have saved us. The laws that were created by the you know who knows by the Greeks or or by Britain would have saved us. They, these laws would have fixed our problems, but they haven't. Somebody could just say, "Listen, don't murder." Right? We've had this law forever, and yet there's still mass shootings. But now it's like, well, no, we need to get more specific. There, don't, don't. We need to put a law that says that you can't have guns. It's like we've we've had weapons for for lifetimes, and yet that hasn't saved us. Like, in in fact, now you know these these machine guns that uh, these these assault rifles that can put out so many rounds per minute. You think that that's what's killing all these kids? No, because these some of these assault rifles have existed for a while. I mean, people say, "No, Juan, these are some of these assault rifles can shoot how many rounds per minute?" It's like, come on, listen. Like, yeah, you're killing 32, 22 kids, but the bullet is shooting the the gun is shooting out who knows how many rounds per minute. It's like, oh, this one can shoot out sixty five rounds per minute, and this one can shoot out twenty two rounds per minute. It's like. Okay, do you really think that makes a difference? Like, do you think that this assault rifle made that much of a difference because it can shoot out 72 and the other one can shoot out 22? Or one can shoot out five rounds per minute, seven, eight rounds per minute, like 22 rounds per minute, 65 rounds per minute, 100 rounds per minute, 1,000 rounds per minute? It's like, come on, man. Like, stop and think about this. It has nothing to do with that. It doesn't It doesn't matter. You could grab a pistol and if that person was was smart enough, they would have thought about it quick. Enough, and and they would have run around with a pistol just shooting everybody quickly and they could have killed everybody it's not the pistol it's the mentality that's coming from this newer young generation do you understand that this is it has nothing to do with the guns now mind you i'm not a proponent of the guns i'm not one i don't hold the gun in my house and i would never hold the gun in my house but i'm i also don't think that the laws that people are saying you know take away the guns from everybody because that's what's going to save our society. That's not what's going to fix our problem here. And I'm not one who's who's a supporter of guns, of holding a gun in your home. But I will say this: if 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 this new this liberal mentality, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm I attack all sides, right? But a little bit more towards the liberal side in in this modern day age, because it seems like the liberals have gone a little bit more crazier. The conservatives are in any way shape or form um uh safe or or good or saints right they're they're not they're not I'm, i i want to make that clear but the the liberal left the crazy radical left now is what they want is they want to take away guns from america so if they're taking away guns from america what does this do i mean what does this really do this does absolutely nothing for anybody because this is what, you know what communism did right before they decided to take over the whole country? These communist countries, they first took away their guns in Venezuela. And after they took, took away their guns in Venezuela, what did they do? They said, okay, now that you don't have your guns and now we took away all your guns and we paid you technically for all your guns. So what are we doing? We are going to overthrow the country. So... This is what a lot of different uh, socialists, communist, you know, mentalities have always put out. Now, I put this in one of the News for Thought podcast episodes about the Great Reset. But the one of the first things that they do with this communist mentality is is they do this. They begin to take away everything. The, the government begins to own it all. And people say, well... Juan, communism has never been put in a perfect place and it never works very well. So I did a whole bunch of research on it. And Chenitz was the exemplary um, area that they used, this city, that they said this is going to be the exemplary city of all of, of communism. So anybody who wants to make communism work, this is going to be the place that is going to be used as the example. Like we're going to do it perfect here so that everywhere else knows how to do it. And it's called Chenitz in Germany. Now, guess what happened? It went so terrible that they have a statue of Karl Marx. And it's a huge statue of Karl Marx. And it's sitting 
in the middle of the city. And you know why they didn't take it down? They hate communism over there. They hate it. That's the exemplary city that they did it all perfect. They hate communism and they keep the statute to remind themselves why communism, communism should never, ever survive. Why it should be put to death. And then you have these idiots like Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum that you can YouTube that they're trying to put communism as like a world thing, one new world order, one new world economy with one new world entrepreneurship to create one new world order. This is what they literally say, Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. They're openly saying this. You can YouTube it. They have it on YouTube openly. And Justin Trudeau from Canada has been seen on video saying we should be part of the Great Reset. So for all of you young people out there that are saying, oh, communism, this socialist mentality, socialism is communism. Do you understand that what they say in socialism, in communism, what they say is that the sovereign power, the person who is the, the major power of the, of, of the world is the government. But what democracy says is that the individual is the sovereign power. Okay, so think about this. Sovereign means ruler. So, so, so put this, put this in your mind, right? The individual is the ruler of himself. But communism says that the government is the ruler of the individual. Who wants to be ruled by a government? We as Christians believe, I as a Catholic, I as a Christian Catholic believe that I am the ruler of myself and God created me and I have the free will to do what I want to do to choose to be with God or to choose not to be with God. Do you understand this? In, as a Catholic, you cannot, you cannot support communism because what you're saying is the ruler is the government. No, the true ruler is God. And God says, I am not even I, I am not even choosing to rule over you. You will choose yourself what you want to do, what rules you want to place. I give you complete freedom to do what you want. God himself doesn't come down from the heavens and strike you with lightning when you do something bad. Do you understand that? Anyways, let's get on to the next topic. I got a few more topics to touch. So one of the next things that we have on here, which is happening, uh, so I figured I'd jump into this one. So, uh, Jigsaw, uh, which is a new AI that Google created, right? And instead of debunking, what they're going to begin to do with Jigsaw on Google is instead of debunking, they're going to pre-bunk you, okay? They're going to precondition you to start to think a certain way so that you are conditioned, you've conditioned the mind to see fake news, Condition the mind to see fake news. You guys, think about this. Condition the mind to see fake news. What's fake news? What exactly is it? These people are going to tell you what fake news is. They're going to go off and they're going to say themselves, okay, what they're saying about COVID, that's fake news. What they're saying about Russia, that's fake news. Now, they already have said a whole bunch of quote-unquote fake news. They've told you COVID and the vaccine, what they're explaining about the vaccine, that's fake news. Now, now we're finding out in 2023 that all the people, all these top virologists that they debunked and said, this is fake news. This is uh, not true what they're being said. And they're debunking it, quote unquote, now it's coming out that it was all true what these leading virologists had said. Now think about this. How can some software engineer tell you how is it, how is uh, that viruses work and they can debunk it? Why? Because they Google a bunch of things and then they look for what it is that fits what their political agenda might be. I mean, this is nuts. So how how can this jigsaw that this software ai they start what what jigsaw is going to do it's it's going to put images and news stories only that fit whatever it is to condition you to read fake news i don't like this so 
Jigsaw. Look out for that one. Jigsaw. Made, it's an AI that was created by Google. Now, let's see. What is another one? ChatGPT. So everybody knows I just did one on AI on ChatGPT and the dangers. So a lot of people began to ask, and now ChatGPT is starting to see some of the craziness that's happening because what they did was is they took a bunch of information from uh, everything, and what they did was is they put it onto ChatGPT into this artificial intelligence, right? So now ChatGPT is beginning to upgrade their software, and they're beginning to kind of alter it just a little bit because now some people are taking chat GPT and using it to its full potential because of course people create something but as you know the public will always take something and they find different ways to use it so what did they begin to do do a lot of people began to post up conversations that they had with chat GPT and guess what ended up happening they ended up asking chat GPT about global warming and they made ChatGPT. And this is very interesting because they had conversations with ChatGPT and everybody that kind of uh, different people would ask it different questions and kind of come at it with in a different direction. This is a beautiful thing about dialogue that even if an algorithm is made in a way to make you think a certain thing, in dialogue, so much going back and forth. Now remember, the algorithm learns what conversation did with chat GPT is they angled it in a way and asked it certain questions that it only could ask, it could only answer with truth with the only truth that it has at least at least what the artificial intelligence believes to be the truth and guess what it said it says that global warming is really not that bad because with all the analytical data that it has received from all different types of sources, it verified and it went through the analytical data and pretty much said that it's not that bad. That within the global cycles that happens, that the Earth, you know, with its rotations, with its volcanic explosions, um, with how it, it orbits around the sun, it goes through cycles of global warming and global cooling. So you can ask ChatGPT and it will explain all that. Now, after this got posted, they did an upgrade, like kind of like an updated version of ChatGPT. And after this, if you try asking it the same questions, it will answer it in a way that it will always say that global warming is the very thing. But people had posted images of the conversation that happened with ChatGPT. So it's interesting that ChatGPT said that in 2016, that from 2016 to today, that there is not really that much bad global warming so you see you see and if you also ask it the question also in regards to global warming in the last 100 years it'll actually if you if you put it to send set up a list of all the different years and how bad the global warming has been you'd be surprised how many years in the last hundred years it has tied for hottest year and from 2021 all the way to down all the way down to 1997 they've been tying for hottest years so if from 2023 all the way down to 1997 1993 they've been tying so that means in a 30 year difference if every year they say that it rises by 0.13 degrees fahrenheit and yet from 2023 all the way down to 1993 we're tying in certain years 30 years have gone by so you do the math there 30 years just in about 10 years it should have risen one degree and it shouldn't be tying do you understand what i'm saying and yet so many years are tying that means that it's not as bad as what they're claiming to be some of the top uh, scientists in Antarctica, right? Because there's people who are studying in the North uh, Pole, and then there's also people who are studying in the Antarctica. And the analytical data that they're able to pull out from the ice, right? Because it's interesting, the North Pole is being funded by a lot of big uh, political ideologies, right? And then the South is being funded mainly by kind of 
the people who are just out to seek truth. They're not, there's no political politics involved into the ones that are happening in Antarctica. And they kind of said it. And in the Joe Rogan podcast, they've kind of come out and, and explained a lot of these different things. But they've said that what we're seeing today and what's happening and, and through what we can see, what's happening to the earth and how humanity has survived in famines and in different times where it's been super hot and the sun has roasted our earth, right? They're saying what we're going through is not even a fart in the wind. Literally, that's what they said. So this is kind of crazy that, you know, ChatGBT can kind of, you know, explain all this. Okay, so now let's see. Um, now with this whole balloon situation that has just happened, which they're not explaining too much about, but this just came out on the ABC News documentary. So Biden tries to blow off this whole situation with the whole um, balloon situation. They say, oh, you know, well, we know what's happening with China and all these different things. And but as we all know, Biden is not the greatest interviewer and he's not uh, like Obama or Trump, you know, where they kind of knew how to, you know, wrestle in the interview arenas they were good at being attacked by interviewers and kind of knowing how to word themselves in a way that, you know, whatever direction they wanted the public to see them or to see how they had America under control. They were very good at doing that type of stuff. Now, Biden, Biden sucks at this. Biden is terrible at this. And in this ABC interview that happened, you see that this, uh, the interview begins to talk to him that this just happened uh, yesterday, which was uh, Friday of the February 24th. It was probably somewhere around the 10 o'clock news that happened. And he begins to ask him, he says to him, hey, he goes, you know, what's the situation with the balloon of China? And he says, yes, well, that's all under control and everything's fine. And we knew and we know all these different things and we're we we see how everything is going with china and you know he tries to make it look and sound like it's all under control but they ask him we heard that you have a direct line to china like a phone line a direct line where you call and they know that it's coming from the united states it's a direct line and they're supposed to be picking it up and he says we heard that when you guys called when you guys found out about the balloon because supposedly you had known about the balloon you know, the second that it lifted off the ground. And as soon as it began to hover over the United States, you guys began to call. And as you began to call them, they never picked up. And then Biden said, yes, well, they never picked up, but we know and we're under control and all this stuff. And then the interviewer asked him, we've also heard that they still have not answered you guys back about the balloon. And they have not answered a single question. And now they've just lost contact completely on everything, every single aspect with the United States, they've lost contacts, contact. So government to government, they are not in contact no more. China was in contact as much as they hated situations with Obama, with Trump, with Bush, with Bill Clinton, right? They always kept contact. Now with Biden, they just dropped contact completely. I'm not saying it's because of Biden. My personal opinion, yeah, I think it is because they see Biden as such a weak president, but I don't want to get too biased on that one, So, which I just did. But, I, you know, now what they're doing is they say, okay, you know, we're supposed to keep in line in contact. And this is what Biden said himself. They're the two most powerful countries, right? The two most powerful countries in the world should be in complete contact with each other. And now... China just decided to say, no, we're not going to be in contact with, with you anymore. So forget it. And guess what would also happen right after the balloon? Hmm. Uh, China said that they're going to ally themselves with Russia. Now, that is very dangerous because they've never really liked each other. And now all of a sudden they're allying themselves. Remember, what do people say in war? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Guess who's the enemy of United States? China. And Russia said, well, Russia and China looked at each other and said, well, USA, we both have a common enemy here. And we really don't have too much problems with each other. So let's just go against the United States. 
Now you say to yourself, well, the war isn't against the United States. Well, it kind of is because we're dropped, we've dropped almost $150 million. What is it, $130, $150 million over into this war in Ukraine? And now with everything that's happening in Ohio, what's happening? You know, we're, we're not giving no money over there. I mean, FEMA decided to give no money to our own country. So, so many hundred, you know, over a hundred million dollars being dropped over, you know, to Ukraine to support them. And yeah, we're not in this war. So China and Russia said, listen, they're going to support, well, we're going to support you. Now, they just decided to drop off contact. I mean, this is crazy. The two most powerful countries in the world should always maintain a line of communication. This has been said from many big political uh, professors, right? From big leaders of the world. But obviously that hasn't happened. Now, funny news, right? I mean, it's not really funny, but what Trump did was kind of funny. So now everybody knows the big oil spill that, I mean, not the oil spill, the chemical spill that happened off of the train wreck that was that happened in ohio now it's crazy because they began to talk about this that happened in a movie and it's crazy because in the movie it kind of happens uh you know exactly the way that it happened in the movie it happened in real life it was a chemical spill you know kind of all kinds of crazy things but anyways so a chemical spill uh from a train wreck ended up happening and they decided to burn it off and they blew it off and said that no it's not that serious everything is going to be fine but you know, then some people started saying, listen, all these dead fish pretty much ended up appearing like just belly up in the water. So this is very dangerous. So anyways, Biden hasn't gone over there. Their own uh, people in Ohio haven't even gone to visit this whole situation. So guess who shows up first? Oh, man. Old Donald Trump. Our ex-president ends up showing up before anybody else does. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's great that he showed up. And, you know, he's taking this moment to say, you know, like, look at me. I'm this great president that's in there. <clears throat> and what does he do? So he shows up and he decides to buy everybody Big Macs. I mean, he bought so much food for everybody out there. Now, remember... When the government was in this situation where they couldn't come to a agreement as far as the budget, you know, they said, well, nobody's getting paid, nothing's happening. And Trump said, well, listen, you know, we still need to have our meetings. We still need to eat. And he ended up also buying McDonald's for and everybody pretty much ate McDonald's um, inside of the White House. So this is not the first time Trump has gone and bought uh, McDonald's meals for people, but you know, with everything that's happening, you know, I figured I'd throw that one in there. Donald Trump out buying, you know, Big Macs for all the Ohio citizens that pretty much ended up are kind of facing this difficulty with what's happening in the city. So <clears throat> now jumping back onto the Russia, this is crazy because routers. Routers.com just pretty much ended up uh, posting this, that Russia warns the West over threatening its troops in breakaway Moldovan region. So this is the headlines that they put out. So Russia warns West over threatening its troops in breakaway Moldovan region. Now, what is this? You say to yourself, this isn't so, uh, this isn't something so serious or whatever. But this is big because Moldova has a warehouse. They have a depot of ammunition. It's like an ammunition warehouse. Now, Ukraine is using about 10,000 bullets per day. Okay. Russia is using about 20,000 bullets per day. America, the United States of America, only produces about 10,000 bullets per month. So that's crazy. We only produce about 10,000 bullets per month. And they say that we haven't really given ammunition, but I think that we have given ammunition because we're sending tanks over. So you don't go from sending tanks before ammunition. Usually you send the ammunition first and then you send over the tanks and then so on and so forth, right? So 
now what have they done? So now uh, Moldova has a, a big warehouse for ammunition and they provide their illegal, you know, arms dealer, you know what I mean? Like Lord of War style. So they're an illegal arms dealers, Moldova. And what is Russia doing? Russia is kind of trying to put a stranglehold on Moldova and they're doing the same thing that they did with Ukraine. What do they do? Now, they're setting up in a way, the same way that they did with Russia, acting like it's training exercises, but it looks like they might decide to take over Moldova. Now, if that happens, that puts USA in a situation where they go, wait, this is a big problem. Now, vice versa, same thing. If Ukraine decides to take over Moldova, right, because this is what Russia is also saying too, and this is what this... uh, article and routers and different articles are saying is that if Russia decides to take over, Ukraine will do something because that's what Russia believes. Russia believes that Ukraine is trying to slip its hands, right? Slip its hands under the table and kind of pull a little, you know, magic trick here and they're going to try to steal or, or take over. So both of them are claiming that the other one is trying to take over Moldova. Now, This is dangerous because if this does happen, then somebody is about to get themselves into a lot more ammunition. So meaning they're going to be a lot less hesitant to do certain raids or do certain things because ammunition is big. So now if this happens, what do you think is going to happen? You think USA is just going to step aside and not do anything? Or do you think if Ukraine does something? You think that Russia is not going to say, well, listen, you guys are supporting this war. Um, well, we're going to go after you guys. Or China is not going to chime in. Now, you got to remember, China looked over and they've they've kind of learned a little bit in regards to some of the stuff that's happened. So they saw that Russia, you know, did, did their training exercises, quote unquote. So they began to do it at the border of Ukraine. And China's trying to take over Taiwan and Taiwan's a big uh, area for war because it's kind of a place where they can kind of, you know, between the Pacific on the Pacific side, it's a great place to kind of plant ships, do things and, and set up for war. It's a big tactical area that's been used woof, for many, many years for war. So whoever has control of Taiwan has a great control of the areas of the water in the Pacific ocean. So now China looked over and says, listen, you think they didn't learn from this? They're not going to make an attack happen because they've been wanting to, to take over Taiwan for a long time. But United States has obviously stopped them in many different ways from taking over uh, Taiwan. So what happens now? Uh, uh, China, they're not going to just set up a training exercising and make it look like they're training and then go to war and then say the war starts tomorrow. No, what they're going to do is just make a full-on attack immediately. So remember this. This is kind of a little bit scary because now you're you – think about it. Moldova is right next to Ukraine. So if you're looking at Ukraine, it's on the left-hand side of Ukraine. So it looks Russia can see it as you know they're going to try to make this happen. They're going to try to take over or try to work out something you know, there with Moldova. So Russia is threatened by that. China looks over on their West side and then they see, you know, Taiwan is a great kind of like a place to put their boats, to put their ships, you know, to go to war with USA. You guys, whoever wins this war, is just going to create another war. You think that uh, Russia is going to be okay if uh, Ukraine uh, wins this war? Because now it becomes a NATO country which is part of the alliance, you know, of the European nations that, you know, committed that if you attack one, you attack us all. So now you think they're going to be happy with this? You think Russia is going to be happy at the fact that Ukraine wins the war? They're going to be like, no, United States, you helped aid them. We're going to war with you. And they've already made threats. They say back off or the war is against you. Putin himself has said this, Vladimir Putin. He said, Back off USA, because if you don't back off, we're going to war with you. And China has now allied themselves. Now, if 
if China decides to take over Taiwan and USA has a big, big, I mean, they, it is beneficial for them that China does not take over because then when it comes to going to war with China, if they don't have Taiwan and they don't have control of Taiwan, do you know what happens? It makes it so much harder to go to war with China as far as being underwater. Hawaii, they have Hawaii, and in some ways they have more of an alliance with Taiwan. So the alliance is with Taiwan. So they say to themselves, it's easier for us to go to war against China, right? Because you got to remember, most missiles are not necessarily shot from country to country. They're shot from subs. So if they can get their subs and they're protected because Taiwan and Hawaii in some ways can produce and put battleships and put subs and put uh you know aircraft carriers and they have places to fuel them up and places to load them with ammunitions and places to load them with soldiers you know and they don't have to make the trip from california all the way to china then they can win the war right these places are key areas for war you think if china tries to invade taiwan usa is just going to go ah the hell with it we're not going to do anything about it go ahead invade it no this is going to be a big fight so whoever wins this war in Ukraine, you guys, we're entering into World War III. This is my personal opinion. This is inevitable, uh, this scenario with what's happening over there. Okay, so now, you know, this is, uh, this is kind of the last thing, which I haven't touched anything on COVID, but I thought that this was essential that we kind of hit the whole COVID vaccine because, you know... I, I, I don't want to say that the COVID vaccine is necessarily bad because I know most of you who are probably listening to this podcast have taken the COVID vaccine and it's scary. It sucks. You know, you took it and you thought that it was for the best interests of your body and you were so scared at the moment. But the truth is that the COVID vaccine is not looking better and better every single day. <clears throat> I have my own personal opinions about the COVID vaccine, but I keep them out of the podcast as much as possible. But the truth is, is just looking at it from an analytical standpoint, the rates of the COVID vaccine uh, in what, you know, kind of the disability that it has produced, the only anomaly here, okay? Now, remember, I, I always like to inform my audience. So sometimes I say certain words and I know some of the uh, younger generations, like the high schoolers, I say certain things and they go, ah, what does that mean exactly? Or some of you that aren't so educated, I like to educate as much as possible. So the only anomaly, the only thing that deviates from the strange, that's what anomaly means. Anything that deviates from the normal, not from the strange, I'm sorry. Anything that deviates from the normal, anything that seems odd, the only anomaly here that has happened, right, because disability in America has gone up 4.2 million Americans. This is this has not really been seen. This has never really been seen. We're having such an astronomical number of people, athletes. I don't know if you guys have seen, but there is a documentary that a few athletes have supported and they decided to kind of fund this, uh, these different documentaries because they want it to be known because they themselves kind of can't put these things out because then it goes to the interests of their money uh, because they're in the NFL, they're in the NBA, right? They're part of the NHL and they have these big contracts and you'd be surprised how these contracts can cover so many different aspects and can mess with their money a lot of the times but funding somebody else and giving money in secrecy obviously nhl can't do nothing about that so uh, there's many documentaries some of them are thousand athletes uh heart attacks you know uh, all these different problems of a thousand different athletes now top of the line athletes that were in great peak condition that we have never really seen before just dying dropping dead why because of heart attacks because of uh different problems cerebral problems that has never really been known of we've never seen this you got to watch this there's a documentary called a thousand athletes and you should watch it and see so the covid vaccine has really produced a big oddity that's kind of been happening in the last year you know you have uh 
just uh, the, the the five years before uh, COVID in America, the monthly disability rate was between 29 million, you know, and after COVID, you know, this has risen up by 4.2 million disability. I mean, this is not because of COVID. Guess what? The only oddity and the only anomaly that exists here right after it was because of the vaccine. So it was after vaccine came out. It wasn't after the after COVID, right? So you got to remember, this was the epidemics of sudden death happened in 2021, 2019, September, October. It was September, October, November, when we began to see the first signs of the COVID hitting us it was in 2019. And people were getting sick and they say that it was an astronomical deaths that happened and all these things and come to find out that they, the CDC was taking anybody who was dying from any type of death. And if it seemed like they even had a flu, they were calling it COVID death. Okay. And this came out in many different from, you know, New York Times, uh, New York Post, L.A. Times, Washington Post. So a lot of these people are starting to come out with the truth on a lot of these different things because they can't deny it no more because they're losing credibility and they're losing um, readers uh, from the L.A. Times, Washington Post, from uh, the New York Times, which are very liberal, left sided viewing uh, readers. Right. So and now they're losing so many people and they're losing a lot of money. So if they don't start to come out with the truth, they lose credibility and then nobody wants to read them no more. So they begun to put out the truth and they're starting. They came out with this already saying, you know, from uh, the Hunter Biden story to the covid, you know, they're kind of posting up the truth now. So they're pretty much said that the covid deaths that happened weren't really all covid deaths. They all said this. That it was uh, different deaths that happened from um, uh, from accidents, from who knows what, cancers, heart attacks, uh, tumors, brain tumors, and they were just calling them COVID deaths. The number was actually a lot smaller, and nobody really knows. So uh, you see that this is just something that's kind of getting crazier and crazier as time goes by. So I figured I'd touch that on the COVID uh, news, just so you see, you know, you know, if you have taken the COVID vaccine at the same time, don't look at it and freak out and say to yourself, Oh my God, you know, if you took it, you took it at this point, you know, don't freak out, you know, stressing doesn't make your immune system any better. It, uh, you should watch a lot of what they have said about the COVID-19 news and don't watch it from big uh, pharma company because honestly, their, their, their view and their science is skewed and they're not going to tell you the truth. There's a 30 year contract with, um, this whole, uh, uh, project warp speed, which was done by the government, which Donald Trump signed, uh, to pretty much make the vaccine as make it as fast as possible, right? To uh, produce, uh, to take a whole bunch of money and to throw it out all these big pharma companies. And in Project Warp Speed, what it pretty much does is it gave them the rights to not have to put for 30 years, they will not have to show uh, what is the, uh, the statistics that have come out with people with health problems. So for 30 years, ibuprofen every 10 years, Tylenol every 10 years, uh, Advil every 10 years, right? They all need to put out every 10 years what is the statistical data of the health problems that are still coming out. Every 10 years, they need to put that out. And Big Pharma doesn't need to do it for the next 30 years. And, and, and when they first start off, they got to do it something like every five years or every few years, something like this. And then once you've kind of been for a long time, every 10 years, you still need to put out this, the statistical data. So, I mean, we don't know everything. So you can't really watch the people who are from big pharma. You can't trust. I mean, it's, it's 
it sucks. It really does, but it's the truth. You just can't trust what they say because somebody who works there, I mean, nobody wants to admit and say, yeah, I'm working for a company that is completely corrupt. That's the truth. You, you, you just, nobody wants to say that. So you kind of have to look at the leading virologists and you have to look at the leading the people who have studied the vaccine the most that have no money, no type of uh, political ties to this vaccine. And you have many people who have done interviews, people who aren't part of Fox News, ABC, MSNBC News, people who don't give uh, rats you know what about being on any side. All they want is for the people to know the truth and how if they've already taken the vaccine. What are different ways that they can kind of help their body? Because they were showing that 90% of all the people, right? This has come out uh, in different news articles uh, from the New York Post, New York Times, the Washington Post have come out pretty much saying that 90% of all the people that go into the hospitals with COVID-19, okay, are vaccinated. So they have worse symptoms than the people who are unvaccinated. I mean, aren't the people who are vaccinated with their booster shots and everything, the first booster, the second booster, aren't they, the, aren't they supposed to be the people that are supposed to be in the best conditions to combat the COVID-19? But they're not. They're actually showing severe and worse conditions than the people who have natural Im immunization. So... That's just the data for you. So until then, listen, keep your heads up. The world, no matter what happens, believe in human innovation. We're such a great species. Do you understand that we have faced so many famines in our lifetime, in, in, in our world lifetime? We face so many different famines and humanity has always survived. We always find a way to innovate. They have said the worst about humanity people always say the worst about humanity in the 1950s I, I did this one on depopulation in the 1950s they were saying that we were going to die that we were going to run out of resources that our earth was going to burn by the 2000 you know and we're not we're fine there's a guy who created a machine that's cleaning up all that plastic that's the size of texas out in the pacific ocean everything there's always always believe in human innovation because when we are pushed to the brinking the, the breaking point right when we are pushed to the brink of death humanity always finds a way to make things right we always learn we get better we need to make mistakes am i saying that we've done the greatest with our earth no am i saying that we could that we are the best uh and or or am i also saying that we are the worst you know that we are the worst generation no i'm not saying anything all i'm saying is believe in human innovation every time that we get pushed to that point we always find ways to survive you know we're you know we're 80 you know there's 80 million square feet in the size of texas no no 80 trillion square feet in the size of texas and there's 8 billion people in the world and think about this each person can fit with a thousand square feet in the size of Texas. That means that leaves the rest of the world for us to just do whatever the hell we want or just let the earth grow. So think about this. I mean, we are, we are living in a society where we're just being pumped all the time with fear mongering. Don't, don't fall into this. That's why I try so much not to do you know, I was thinking about doing these news for thought on a biweekly basis. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to drop them whenever I drop them because it just it becomes fear mongering. And I don't want the people to live with such fear all the time. We're such a great human population. Believe the best in us. You know, these scientists say the absolute worst and they believe the worst. They said in the 1950s, you know, we were going through people dying from diseases, people from crimes, from murders, suicides, depression, I mean, diarrhea that was happening so bad in Africa. Uh, we, we had no ways to fix some of these problems. And human innovation came and solved a lot of them. Now we're 8 billion people 
eight billion people. Think about it. We were 2.7 billion people in the world in the 1950s. Now we're eight billion people. That's almost three times as much. Three times as much. And what's happening now? We're not even that bad. We have less crime, less murders, less disease, less people dying from diarrhea, less people dying from hunger, more food being thrown out in the world than has ever been thrown out. I mean, we are, we are as, as we continue, the, the growth of, of global warming is dropping. We're tying with years from the 1990 because in the 1990s, in the 1980s, in the 1970s, it was bad. I mean, the filters on these cars were terrible and now they're better than they've ever been and they're getting better. So believe in human innovation. We'll be fine. And even if an asteroid hits the earth and we all die, we're Death is inevitable. We're all going to die. Don't stop walking out of your house because you're so scared to die. Death is inevitable. Enjoy life. What if tomorrow you step out and you get hit by a car? You can't live like this. You don't know when you're going to die. Only God knows. Until then, God bless.